Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And in three, two, and one. This week, this, 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 this week, this week, this, 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 this week. This week in Geek. This week in Geek, we talk about Adult Swim, Overwatch, and major esports tournaments. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to This Week in Geek, where, I'm going to say it again, we talk about things that happened this week in Geek. I gotta find a better hey, he said the thing, he said the thing. <laughs> Roll credits. I gotta Roll find credits. a better That's intro a, Okay, this. thank you. <laughs> thank, you for, thank you, everybody, for listening to the podcast. We're all going to go take a nap. All right, bye. All right, see you next week. Yep. <laughs> Uh, but but yeah, I I'll, I'll eventually think of something better to say at the beginning, which you you think I would have done by now, considering we're thirty nine episodes in. But um, it'll happen eventually. <laughs> How have you been, Kevin? Uh, a, a little stressed, a little uh, a little glad that the first week is over. Uh, I've been running the esports summer camp all week, and okay. um, it's. This this first week was very experimental, but we did a game that like we're very comfortable with in terms of like the coaching staff. So like this week we did or last week we did Valorant. So we tried to get everybody to play Overwatch. We couldn't get everybody with two FA. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had a really tough time of getting everybody to like actually log in and play the game. Um, so we switched to Valorant. Um, this week we're picking a MOBA. And once again, we cannot use anything from Battle.net because it requires 2FA. So originally, believe it or not, the idea was to play Heroes of the Storm. Oh my god. And to have the kids play Heroes of the Storm because one, it's an easy MOBA. Yeah. But also, it's a, it's a MOBA that encourages teamwork because you guys all share experience, right? Hmm. Um, unfortunately, we have to do, once again, pivot to Riot. And so <laughs> we are uh, making them play League of Legends. Um. Is it the best strat? Definitely not. It's a tough game to learn in a week. Um, mm. But, uh, you know, it is a MOBA. And the reason why we're doing this, at least for the first three weeks, we're like boot camping them through like a team for through like a game. Um, not only for the sake of variety, but also to the, the main part is to show our like higher ups that like we can do this for any genre. It's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but like ideally we would have better coaches and so on and so forth. And like, I wouldn't consider myself like the greatest coach either. I mean, if you got people who actually play the game and can actually talk about the game in a more articulate way than I can in a week, um, definitely I would hire them. I'd bring them on. Um, But for the most part, we're just trying to show results, which we got results last week. We got, uh, we got some recordings of like the students, casting over gameplay uh Ooh, doing nice. spectating so on and so forth so it was really cool um sent it to my like superior and she liked it a lot um and that was sent out to the parents so um yeah every, everything's kind of going good in terms of the production side it's just a matter of hoping that the games go well um too so that that's pretty much all i'm doing uh in between that and uh trying to grind out every single character in smash bros as fast as i can because uh that's next week um you think you're gonna make uh, it in time i don't think i could get i could get a lot of them i don't know if i could get all of them the the thing is like i'm not gonna pay the dlc so they're not gonna get any of the uh uh, any of the premium characters so no minecraft steve no kazuya mishima no terry like no byleth and i'm like a lot of people are like thank like the smash people are like thank you for not letting them have that (laughs) like all right cool um, but the other people are like, well, we don't have access to like characters that are going to be in the game. And I'm like, well, then you just play it on your own time, man. Like <laughs> that's on you. Uh, but yeah, um, that's pretty much all I've been doing. Um, I've been learning from one of the lab techs. There is a, he like plays smash competitively. And so Ooh. he's like teaching me things to teach the kids. 
And it's like, this is how you fast fall. This is how you like set up a combo. This is what uh, directional influence is and so on and so forth. So I'm like, okay, I have to like boot camp myself for this for next week um, while trying to teach League of Legends, which I'm boot camping myself through. So yeah, it's a, it's a, it's quite a bit of a process. It is a little stressful, but um excited to go ahead and uh, continue on with this. And hopefully I can tailor it more to the students once we get past like week four. Uh, how about you, Matt? How's your week? How's everything going on your end? My week has been okay. Um, it's been yeah, just work mostly. <laughs> um, I went to see a uh, well, there's a one woman show by a woman named what's her name? Let me bring it up. Um, it is Kazu Kusano, and she apparently she does this uh, one woman show that got a lot of awards at different fringe festivals or whatever. Um, but she talked about growing up in Japan and like be living with a mother who has um schizophrenia and stuff, which it, it was like both funny and both like, ow, oh, that's heartbreakingly sad at points because like her mom blamed her for her schizophrenia. So um I thought it was gonna be a lot funnier than it was going to be, but it was a good show, it was very interesting. Um and I also saw Spider-Verse. So Yay. that was fun. I I really enjoyed it. I really it's liked fun. how they showed like all these different versions of Spider-Man. Um including like, MS Paint Spider-Man. Mm, I I didn't manage to figure out where um Spider-Man is. I know he's yeah. in there. Spider-Man's in there. there. He's somewhere in there. Like they they confirmed it, so I will have to watch it again at some point probably just buy the Blu-ray and and watch it that way. Yeah. Um, I really like the different animation styles for each Spider-Man. Like the Ben Riley mm-hmm. Spider-Man was very distinct, and like Spider-Punk, of course, just looked very. Just I can't imagine how much work Spider-Punk's animation must have taken. Um, what else can I say about it? I think that I think they didn't really explore the multiverse that much in this one. It was mostly just oh look at here are all the different Spider-Men from different universes i think yeah. the first one did a bit better of showcasing what each universe looked like they were like once or twice yeah. where they hopped in and out of a, a different multiverse but it wasn't i think i think they could have done better but also it would have lost a lot of the focus that this movie had mm-hmm. um i think that i think it suffered a lot from just like being the middle movie in a trilogy because towards like yeah. the last Towards like the last half hour, it's just like, okay, are are we done? Are we done? Are we done? Oh, oh no, you're still setting up things for the next movie. Oh, are we done? No, we're not done yet. Oh, we're still going. Oh, we're finally done. And it it feels like nothing was really resolved. I think that this movie needed, like, I understand that it's it's setting up. I really knew too much Spider-Man. about it. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like it needed its own ending. It needed. To, yeah. I think it, it should have had its own standalone finish that leads into Beyond the Spider Verse. But yes, that's my main criticism of it. I think everything else was fine. Yeah. Um, it was. It was nice seeing a lot of the same characters again. It was nice getting to know new, uh, different versions of Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I, I think if it, it, it overall, it's definitely worth a watch. I don't know if it's going to get an oscar i think it's at least for the quality of its animation alone i'll get a mention it, it definitely deserves the nomination yes i don't know if it's strong enough to win i, I agree with that i i definitely think that into the spider-verse was much stronger of a movie just yes. mainly because it it stands by itself yeah because like you watch Spider Verse and it and like the first one and it ends in such a such like a definitive way and you're just like okay cool yeah uh, but now we're like trying to figure out what's going on with the other one and you're like okay it it really does suffer from middle movie like problems where you you want it to end on something but it's like it's setting up for the next one right um, it, it's just but- it do- it doesn't. I don't think it does justice to its universe by being that dependent on the third movie. Like what if yeah. something happens? What if Sony goes bankrupt overnight? And then, now what? I mean, the which, cool which... thing about it that I, I like is that 
they at least are like hinting that it's coming within the next year. Oh yeah, it should um, be. It's, it should it's be not gonna. Yeah, it's not gonna be like another like five years in between, which I one I would have lost it, but like, um, it's really nice that they're like leading up to something like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially if it if it ends with a bang, especially if it's like you know episode three or like you know the final one of the trilogy, and it does really really well. Um, I think that like a lot of people will like. I was saying, like, if if this third movie ends really well, this is gonna be like the same thing that our parents were trying to force on us when we were like little to watch the original Star Wars. I'm like, this is the Spider Verse, kid. We're gonna watch this one. <laughs> like, yeah, have to have to show them this trilogy and like let them enjoy it. I was gonna say something. Um. Oh, yeah. I, I think with the way that this movie really was just a bridge between the first movie and what's going to be the last movie in this trilogy, I don't think we could have waited more than a year or two for it. I think yeah. two years would have been okay, but another five years? The... <sighs> I would have I died. <laughs> Without like its own concrete story and, and resolution, I, I don't know. Yeah. I just... just... It would have been too long of a wait in between, like finishing the story. It's kind of like why, um, yeah, with God of War, they didn't want to do a third one in this series because I, I just started playing God of War, the the new one. Um, side note, like within the first ten minutes, I was already crying because dog. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but like the reason why they didn't want to do a third God of War uh game in this current story arc is because like, hey, there's like, hey, it took us like five years in between games and we don't want this to be another 15 year saga like Mm -hmm. it it took us long enough to do this one we're just gonna finish the story now and then maybe move on from there because it it didn't it felt like it was too long for them to wait to tell the story and i think that's what would have happened here but we only have to wait till next year so it's all good um definitely would recommend this movie in between this and the flash I can say I was more invested in this movie than the flash. Uh, I, again, I like how the flash tells its own story and it's, it wraps it up very nicely, I guess leading into whatever James Gunn does at the, in in the DCU. But I will say for all the, the story faults that I have with spider verse, at least it doesn't have Ezra Miller. Tracks. We don't have to worry about the star going to Hawaii, terrorizing people, putting bullets in babies' mouths, and potentially grooming and kidnapping a child. So there's that. Yeah, that's not that's not Miles. It's interesting, like to see how how much Miles Morales has grown in popularity to the point where I think, by some reports, he's eclipsing Peter Parker as the most popular Spider-Man, which is interesting considering how recent he is and how much history Peter Parker has. I think definitely um, Spider-Verse plus the game are definitely contributing to that. Yeah, I, I definitely think that the games and the movies are like really contributing to it because I, I don't know if there's like anything. How can I describe it? Like in terms of telling Peter Parker's story, the only thing that we're really going off of is like the MCU, right? And every once in a while we'll get we'll get like a big movie, but it's not as I, I would say flashy. It's not as flashy as what uh what Spider-Verse tends to deliver for us, you know. Mm-hmm. Where do you th- I don't even want to speculate as to the, to the next one because this movie did not go where I thought it would go. Mm-hmm. I like I had an idea of what I thought it was going to be and then it just it didn't follow that path. I thought it was going to be a lot more um universe hopping. I thought the conflict between um what's Oscar Isaac's character's name again? Uh Spider uh, the, the, uh, uh, Spider-Man 2099. Yeah, 2099. Um, I don't know what his official title is i forgot his name but whoever oscar isaac spider-man who's supposed to be like the bad the main 
Yeah, well, go for it. Go for it. He he was like advertised as the main villain, but it's like as much of a menacing presence as he is, I don't feel like he was very well developed as a character. He's just there to chase Miles and say, "No, you're you're bad. I don't like you." Miguel O'Hara. That's right, Miguel. That was his name, Miguel O'Hara. But I, I feel like he needed like they they gave him a bit of backstory, and you can kind of you can understand why he does what he does. But it it felt a little bit rushed to me, and then the whole stuff with, I know he's he's gonna be in the next one, but the spot I I honestly wanted more of him. Yeah, the spot is actually like low key a really great hero. I or like just like a good foil. He's mm-hmm. he's not a character who literally stands out. He would he was a background character in the first one and now he wants attention and the yeah. only way to do it is to become more powerful. So well, see, I see, love that whole so, thing. He, he just it's so dangerous. Like he yeah. feels like oh this is an actual threat of a character. Like, I am now a threat. Like, <laughs> I if I wasn't a threat already, I am now. Yeah, I, I felt like when they introduced him at the beginning of the movie, it was going to be like, oh, here's just a minor introductory character. It's going to be resolved fairly quickly, and then we'll be on to whatever like Miguel the big is going to do. Yeah, I thought Miguel O'Hara was going to be the big bad, but no, he, he feels very minor That's somehow. Yeah. But anyway, I liked it. I thought it was great. Uh, let's see what it gets nominated for, if it gets nominated, and if it's somehow manages to win because sometimes movies that i don't think deserve the win still get the win looking at you in kanto um yeah that's my question i mean like i feel like this this year has quite a few animated films i'm interested in seeing how the ninja turtles do mm-hmm. i think that one might be a sleeper but we also have like elementals coming up around the quarter I, I, two i just so. don't have any interest in watching it honestly yeah Elemental. i was i was telling um i think we were having this discussion in my discord um, where we were discussing um, the way how Sony Animation Studios and DreamWorks are growing up with their audience a little bit more. Um, and they're like, not necessarily cashing in on like characters who we all relate to, but like, it feels like D- Disney and Pixar always make movies for the kids, right? And, like, that's their next, like, step to, like, move it forward. But there's nothing for, like, us adults to really, like, grip onto. Um, Not the same way that Sony and, like, DreamWorks is currently working on, like, things like that. Like, a kid who probably watches Puss in Boots is probably just thinking, like, oh, it's a a cat who wants to find a star, right? That's all fun. But, like, for us as, like, adults, we're like, yo, it's about, like, mortality. (laughs) Like, that's that's crazy. It's it's like I I I have to give credit to um Disney and Pixar for turning red because that was yes that was a that was a big one I think for... it, definitely, it pushed their animation style it pushed their storytelling it it felt more adult it I think it really was a game changer for them but I mean I haven't seen uh Elemental yet obviously it's not even out. But just looking at it on the surface, it feels like a step back from what they did with Turning Red. I think Turning Red was a fantastic movie, but you're definitely right in that Sony Pictures and DreamWorks are moving forward with their animation styles. They're being different. They're telling more adult, more mature stories that are good for older folks like us and good for kids. I don't think Pixar is, aside from what they started doing with Admittedly, Encanto did a little bit of that more mature, like family trauma storyline. As much as I hated Encanto, um, Turning Red obviously was fantastic, but I don't think that they've allowed their animation style to mature. Like you look at Pixar, it really hasn't changed, except for like maybe the quality and the detail of their animation. Mm-hmm. But the style has not moved since Toy Story and Bugs Life. It's mm-hmm. been the same for thirty years now, and as much as it's comforting. It's kind of boring at this point. True. Anyway, speaking of cartoons and nostalgia, let's get into the news of the week. Um, so as much as we love bashing Warner Brothers Discovery, and we they definitely consider 
not consider they definitely deserve all the bashing that we have done on them for all the terrible decisions that they have made. It, it looks like they're trying to win back at least some of the support of animation fans um, because on the Cartoon Network block, which again, this only applies to you if you if you have cable. Um, if you're <laughs> looking for things on Max, ugh, I had to update my HBO Max this week to just download the Max app. It's just so stupid. Maximum app. It's so stupid. But anyway, so um, they are on the, if you have cable and you're watching Cartoon Network, their Adult Swim block has been pushed earlier in the days, um, starting in spring to 7 p.m., um, but also from starting on, on August 28th from 6 p.m., Monday to Friday to 7 p.m., they are doing a one-hour block of programming for Adult Swim called Checkered Past, which sounds kind of shady, um, but it's a reference to the Cartoon Network Checkered logo where they're going to be showing classic cartoons like Dexter's Lab, Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy, Courage the Cowardly Dog, and Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Um, they are, I guess, trying to win back some of the the goodwill of people who used to watch these classic cartoons and wanted a way to find them, considering the backlash that they received when they took a lot of the cartoons and animated programming off of HBO Max um, with really no other legal way to watch them. This is, I guess, their answer to that. Um, I, I, I think it's a shame that it's only an hour so that's what two episodes of a cartoon a day and if you don't have cable you're still kind of kind of stuck trying to figure out a, a legal way to watch them if you want to watch it legally if not just go on just use a pirated streaming service that whatever no one cares anymore discovery does not deserve our money at this point <laughs> what, what did you what did you like watching of cartoons back in the day kevin because i mean i was Man. I didn't have Cartoon Network for the longest time, so I'd have to go to my grandma's house to watch Cartoon Network. So oh. I was more on the Nickelodeon side of things just because oh. that's the access I had until I was like 12 and we finally got Cartoon Network. Okay. Yeah, I grew up with Cartoon Network. I feel like I was mainly Cartoon Network, then Nickelodeon, then Disney Channel. Those That was my ranking. Um, So when I was watching, like, I would say Cartoon Network... I loved Samurai Jack. I liked Teen Titans, the original animated series. That one was just like, yeah, brilliant. they always had really good DC and Gendy Tadakovsky shows. Yeah. Like he's he was so good. Foster Soul, yeah, Foster Soul for Imaginary Friends, great show. Um, I I did like Billy and Mandy. Uh, I I understand. Like I okay, I fell off after. After they introduced Fred Fred Burger, uh, it if you oh. <laughs> you ever <laughs> he's just like he's just this elephant guy who just asks for the gavel, uh, <laughs> and just asks really stupid questions. Th- that um, joke ran on to he should not have been a recurring character. Yeah, but there's just moments where I'm just like watching. I'm like, oh yeah, Fred Fred Burger. I remember <laughs> that guy. So <laughs> yeah, it was uh it was like if Zach Galifianakis was just dropped into a oh like god. A, like a show that's exactly what fred fred burger is um so like, not a fan of Zach. yeah it's just it's just what it is um his humor is just but, so infantile <laughs> so is fred fred burger uh but yeah it was um I, I just watched a lot i don't i don't know i feel like everything was great uh but then again i'm just cashing in on nostalgia uh, it could literally be like really bad if i look back at it i don't know i have to i have to watch all the shows again but yeah yeah definitely definitely liked some of the the more classic shows i did have nightmares after watching courage because my parents would leave the tv on so much like it was creepy as hell but i loved it yeah but like for for me like the tv would go off when that finished so like (laughs) i would I would watch it and then you know it'd be like the return return the slab episode. See, that's and the one that I'd, always scared me. That is yeah, and I'll, I'll be like I'll be laying in bed. I'm like, bro, I gotta return my library books, man. Like <laughs> return the books. Like, return the slab. Books. 
And I'm just like, just chill. I'm like, bro, let me just can I sleep? It's like giving me nightmare fuel right before I like go to sleep. So it's like, yeah, no, this is not good. I miss like old cartoons. Like Cartoon Network did some good stuff, I think, in the late 2010s with Chowder and um Flapjack. Flapjack, yeah. But I, I guess it got too many parent complaints and those two got canceled. I think Gumball was really great. I like again with like Spider-Verse, yeah. different animation styles for each character. I thought that was so well done. Um, and it was a very smartly written show. They did a lot of really good parodies. But then you get to like the 2020s and stuff, and now everything looks the same. It's that CalArts like bean style of animation, which uh not my favorite. Yeah, I, think, I feel like we just need to allow like artists to get creative with their stuff, mm-hmm. uh, and just like tell them like, hey, you're you're allowed to do weird stuff, just full send, you know? Yeah. All right, moving into some gaming stuff, Kevin. Headsets. Do you wear like one of the when you wear like headsets or, or things like how or game or use microphones? How do you? How does your headset look is like one of the over the ear headphones or do you have like an earpiece thing that you just pop in your ear uh mine are over the head headphones um okay. for sure um i i wear them all the time okay uh, but no, um <laughs> yeah this is a stupid story i don't know why i'm including it. it was just funny to me but like so when you when you take off your headset does it uh-huh. make like a dent in your head or your hair my hair for sure like okay I I have that problem all the time, but yeah, same with yeah. me. Uh, but this is this is on Gaming Bible. It's a really stupid story. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> Gamers horrified to discover dents in their heads after prolonged headset use. Um, so this was okay. this, this came from um a charity stream. There was a guy named um Curtis or Curtis Live, where he was shaving his head, and he realized that after he shaved his head for his charity stream that his headset had made a, a dent in his bald head. It wasn't just, it wasn't just his, uh, his hair. It was his head. Um, it's, it's not really a worry though. Like people looking at this, be like, Oh my God, I wear headsets all the time. My head's going to be super dented. No. Um, according to the national library of medicine, it would take a weight of at least 135 kilograms, which I'm not going to convert to pounds. Um, uh, we should learn the metric system guys. If we're in the U S um, 135 kilograms to cause a minor fracture or indent into the skull and headphones are not that heavy. Oh, that is 286 pounds. <laughs> oh, so unless you're like wearing a human on your skull, yeah, you should be okay. Unless you have two like 14 year old kids yelling in your ear to relay everything that they hear in the headsets. I'm pretty sure your head's going to be fine. So even and even then, like the biggest danger is like the hearing loss you'd get, according to this article. Also, um, you should only wear headphones for a maximum of ninety minutes a day, listening at eighty percent of the volume. So, no, oh, I'm definitely see, going deaf. Rip. <laughs> I'm definitely like I'm not. I don't use them that loud, but I use headphones for more than 90 yeah, more than a day. ninety minutes. But it's not that loud. I keep it generally at like fifty percent or less. So I think that gives me a little bit of leeway. But if you see a dent in your your head, it's just the skin being pushed down. Just give it some time. Maybe drink some water, take a shower, and your head will go back to normal. It's okay. Put some put some water on your head. It, it might <laughs> grow it back. <laughs> yeah, that makes your head like a waterbed. Just fill yeah. it with water and it's all poof. Ew, 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 ew. I don't like that image. <laughs> well, ew. Oh, God. Now I'm thinking of just like hydrocephalitis or something where like someone's head's full of water. So moving on to some Overwatch stuff. Uh, the new season of Overwatch released today. That's not the big thing. The big thing is that the PVE mode was finally announced and it has been paywalled, which a lot of people are upset about. Um, so if you want to pay $15, you will get permanent access to all invasion story missions, a thousand Overwatch coins, and a Sojourn Legendary skin. If you want to pay $40, you get legendary skins for Cassidy and Kiriko, the Null Sector Premium Battle Pass with twenty dollars with twenty tier skips, an additional thousand Overwatch coins, the Sojourn Legendary skin, 
a thousand Overwatch coins and permanent access to the invasion story missions. Um, I have thoughts about this. On one hand, like it, it feels bad that you're keeping the story stuff paywalled, but on the other hand, this is how it was supposed to be in the first place. The PVE was going to be Overwatch 2 that you would pay $60 for. And then the PvP, which is what we've had so far, would still stay free. Um, I think what upsets me is that it's I I don't know what it's what it means when it says permanent access to story missions. Like, does that mean you can you can play them if you don't pay this, but you don't get to keep them? And on the other hand of that is like, are they even worth paying to keep? Because you can't, I don't think you can play them single player. You have to play them online with other people. So if it gets to a point where you want to play it again and no one in your server region for whatever reason wants to play that, let's say that they sucked. Um, mm -hmm. And you just felt like playing them just for shits and giggles. Maybe you wanted to stream it just for a random day and nobody else in your region wants to play it, you can't do that. So you'd pay $15 for a product you can't use. Um, and like, just for me, as much as I loved playing the archive missions in Overwatch 1, like, I only played them that religiously because I was trying to unlock stuff and because it was a limited time event. Like, I'm playing the new modes that they keep coming out with now and like, after I unlock everything, I, I don't feel the need to play them again. They're not that good. And granted that these are going to be like three longer story missions, and I think it's three of them. You're getting three longer story missions that you can play, but at some point, I think it's going to lose its replayability and its appeal. Yeah. What are your I, thoughts, Kevin? I I agree that like, I, I understand their idea that you had to play, you had to pay to get this new stuff because like with Overwatch being free now being free to play like this is like extra content that they were like just planning to have but um it, it does feel kind of bad because like especially if it's like limited if limited when free and then not limited when you like actually start getting once you start actually playing the pve it's it's going to be really like i don't know it's just if not enough people like pay into like buying it, you can't play it. <laughs> it's just like, so I feel like there's only one way to make this like even right. And I, I don't know if people agree with me or not. Um, I understand that it would lose them a lot of money for this too, but I feel like if you came from overwatch one, you already paid the money to have the game, right? Yeah. So, I feel like if you had Overwatch 1, if you played from Overwatch 1, the DLC should at, should be like it could either be A discounted or B completely free. Ideally it would be completely free, but like if it's like 5 bucks instead of 15 if you played the original Overwatch, then yeah, they they already have your money. This is just stuff that they're adding onto it and that would be okay, but I don't see any other like I'm not going to pay 50 bucks to play a PVE mode if no one else is going to play it with me either. Mm -hmm. So like I feel like that's the downfall of this whole system and model as well. Um yeah. So yeah, I I hope that they can they can get a lot of that I wouldn't say fixed up but just like just just have a better model for it so that people feel encouraged to play the game, you know? I mean, at, at least the very beginning, it's not going to be a problem getting people to play with you because everybody's going to be wanting to play it. It's just yeah. down the line. Yeah. And maybe a year from now, maybe six months from now. I don't mm -hmm. know. Like it, how it again, it depends on the quality of these matches and, and how the fandom of the Overwatch world survives. But. <sighs> I think it bothers me that you can't play it single player with bots. It bothers me that it says like you get to permanently keep them. And it bothers me that just the whole, the whole pay to play paywall models 
again, I, I understand that we were supposed to pay for this anyway. Just the $15 per however many missions we get feels a little bit greedy from Overwatch. I think at least at least give us a reason to think that these are good first and that they're worth it. Like maybe this first three or at least do one mission free and then the other two you'd have to buy for a, a discounted price or something. And then maybe next time say, hey, that first one was just a trial. If you liked it, um, our other missions are going to be more expensive. Something like that. I don't know. It just it it's it's asking a lot. It feels like of the community yeah. without any real reason to trust that it's going to be good or that's going to be worth it. Yeah, I I totally agree with that whole idea. And I I do think that if they did a trial first and just let us like figure out if we want to play it, that'd be better, but um the real I mission mean, Give us the if, real mission as a trial. If, if this doesn't happen, you already know that I'm moving to Exo Primal with the boys. <laughs> like that's dinosaur. That's already dinosaur Overwatch, man. Like is dinosaur wave clearing with 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 Overwatch characters. Like for real, for real. <sighs> anyway, that's what's going on in the world of Overwatch now. There's a patch update which I think is stupid they're putting in the cc and stuff and like your your escape mechanics don't apply anymore to like cc stuns and graviton surge and the uh junk rats trap like if you're a reaper you can't fade out of it anymore which is like then what's the point of playing reaper my god all right so the last thing for me is um it's a film related thing um so you know the golden globes kevin right yeah they're an award show just like the Oscars, except not as prestigious. Um, but the Golden Globes were previously run by the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, which is what it sounds. It is an association of people who were not from America and were entertainment journalists. Um, that is no longer the case. The Golden Globes has been purchased by um, Dick Clark Productions and their... Um, their asset management company, Elridge, they acquired all of the rights, properties, the name, everything about the Golden Globes is now owned by them. And as with this purchase going through, the Hollywood Foreign Press Association has been completely terminated. They do not exist anymore or will not exist within the next coming days. Um, a lot of the recent news surrounding the Hollywood Foreign Press Association has not been good. Um, in recent years, it was people were upset because, hey, we realize that none of your members are black. You're just all a bunch of non-diverse folks hosting this award ceremony. Additionally, they got a lot of flack from, I think it was, I don't think this was Terry, well, the one Terry Crews was involved with, but... Um, Brendan Fraser, the reason why he'd been gone for so long was because I think it was the president of the Hollywood Foreign Press Association who was accused of um, sexually assaulting Brendan Fraser and never really gave an apology to him. They, they gave that, that half-assed like, oh, we're sorry, Brendan felt that this happened. It was a misunderstanding, blah, 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 blah. So their image has not been good for a very long time. Um, and I think that they just especially with Brendan Fraser openly boycotting the uh the the Golden Globes this last year even though he won for the whale he wasn't there um i think it just signaled the death knell for this organization that had a very poor public image and honestly wasn't really as important as the oscars which pe more people cared about in any way like kevin if if i were to give you the option of watching a film that won best picture at the golden globes or best picture at the Oscars, which would you rather watch? I mean, the Oscars have that like prestige to it. So mm -hmm. yeah, you, you would watch it for that. Exactly. Like a lot. I, I bet you a lot of people who don't really know about the world of entertainment don't either don't know or don't give a shit about the golden globes, but will significantly have more familiarity and 
put more stake in something that has won an Oscar over a Golden Globe. Um, Dick Clark Productions, who is the new owner, have a lot of like event experience. They run the Billboard Music Awards. They run the Dick Clark New Year's Rock and Eve, um, and they're going to con- just add the Golden Globes to the list of shows and events that they produce. Um, they also formed the Golden Globe Foundation, which will continue the Hollywood Foreign Press's legacy of entertainment-related charitable giving. Um, holy crap, I did not know that Jay Penske is the CEO of Dick Clark Productions. Okay, Jay Penske runs Variety, so he was technically my old boss. Um, As stewards of the Golden Globe Awards, our mission is to continue creating the most dynamic awards ceremony on live television viewed across the world. We have a great team in place to to grow this iconic brand and captivate new and existing audiences to celebrate the very best in television and motion pictures. Wow, I did not know Jay Penske owned that too. Wow. Okay, this is a shock to me. <laughs> My old boss is someone I'm talking about. But yeah, uh, I think that this gives maybe the Golden Globes a bit more of more relevance and more prestige considering that like again the billboard music awards and new year's rock and eve are run by um dick clark productions uh jay penske who is the chairman and founder of penske media and ceo of dick clark productions owns holly the hollywood reporter variety billboard deadline a lot of these entertainment media brands are owned by penske media um, so just based on that and that clout that they have, as opposed to the Hollywood foreign press association, um, which isn't to say that these foreign journalists aren't relevant because it, they're still, they're still doing the same job. It's just not diversely and not without sexual assault. But I think that this was a good thing for the golden globes and we'll see if it makes them better and gives them more importance and gives them more coverage because now the owners of a lot of the big productions also own this event too. So I'm, I'm babbling and rambling at this point, Kevin, take it away from me before I keep talking, please. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if like, I feel like this is okay. Like in terms of like a, an acquisition, mm-hmm. um, you, they have a track record of producing something really good. Um, like I mean, yeah, you're talking even so on and so forth. It's like always a good show every year. Yeah. So I feel like the only question is even like, if their hosts get drunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They get absolutely sloshed. Um uh, we'll see if uh my my question becomes now it's like what is the voting board like, right? Um hmm. like yeah, you're right. Who determine who determines like who votes on the Golden Globes if you know the the original company is no longer there. Is right, it, it going used to be to... the foreign journalists now? Who is? Yes. Is it... Good question. So yeah, I feel like that's another question, at least for for me. Um, I want to know like who's getting my stuff. You know, yeah, or, like who's judging Oscars, my film? Yeah, with the Oscars, it's members of the Academy of Arts and Motion Pictures who are voting. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just don't think that like. I, I just want to know who who has say in this. Kevin, tell us about manga things and gaming things, please. Okay, yeah, let, let's pivot. So, um, yeah, we're, let's move into some of the bigger esports tournaments that are happening this weekend, um, or right now. Um, I mean, the the biggest one right now in terms of the esports scene is uh, VCT Masters. Um, that is going on right now as we speak. It is in Japan, um, in Tokyo this year. So. Um, all of these teams uh, that came out from their respective countries have won their way through um, the the season and are now fighting for a chance to kind of move forward into like the grand championships uh, in the worldwide competition. So it's really cool to see like this is this is the number one team from Korea versus like this is what they have from Brazil this year and so on and so forth. So it's really cool to see like obviously like high level gameplay and how they, how they all work together in order to win the game. But um, it's also great to see like difference of mentality and like different things that go on with it. Um, The main thing that I did want to say is um, this is, is overall a great, like greatly produced like 
show. Um, if you guys are interested in watching some high level Valorant, please watch Masters. Um, right now, it's currently in group stages, so a lot of these teams are just going to be playing um, teams that qualified for Japan but didn't necessarily like top seed in their uh, in their respective regions are playing it out to see if they can get into the top eight um, that are remaining. And I feel like that is going to be the play um, for us Overwatch peeps. Um, the desk is currently being hosted by Golden Boy, uh, Brandon Sideshow. They are <laughs> they are the current announcers for the NA side of things. So um, if you if you want to feel some nostalgia, go ahead and hop over there. Uh, but yeah, overall, just uh, great coverage overall. Uh, great gameplay. Um, the finals are going to be on the 23rd and the 24th. That's a Friday and a Saturday. Um, for us in the US, since in Japan they're way ahead of us, so that's gonna be their Saturday, Sunday. Um, they're gonna be watching those games. Um, but yeah, uh, the main thing that I wanted to point out from VCT Masters, at least for my end, I was looking at the merch. Um, <laughs> I made the mistake of like taking a peek at, at the really nice merchandise that they were gonna have for this event. Um, there was a hoppy coat that I was seriously considering getting. And then I looked at the price tag and I was like, mm, yep, never mind. Um, Ooh, how bad, how bad are we talking? Uh, it was, it was $170 <laughs> for a hoppy coat. Um, Ouch. I'm not going to, I'm not going to pay that. Uh, it's, it's not selling too hot. It's still there. Um, mm -hmm. but honestly, I think if there are leftovers, uh, maybe I could ask my boy who works at Riot to possibly get one for me. Um, feel like that's just the play. Um, but yeah, um, I I just don't know if it's like worth worth that for the merch. Merch is way too expensive for this, but uh, the gameplay is going to be great. So um, right now they are playing through the group stages. If you guys want to catch that, feel free to do so. It's on their uh, their Twitch page right now. Um, but after that, it is going to. Um, the, the grand finals are on the 23rd, 23rd and 24th. So I'm definitely marking my calendars. I don't know if there's going to be like a watch party someplace close by. Um, if like, uh, I don't want to say like the, the lab or anything, but like, I think maybe Guildhouse might do something. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely be checking that out. Um, but yeah, high level Valorant happening right now. Uh, um, definitely check that out. Um, Okay, uh, moving from the FPS to the MOBA stuff, uh, let's talk about my my project right now, the uh, Pokemon Unite stuff. Um, the competitive season just reset, so that means if you had to play, if you did play through competitive and ranked, um, all the things have been reset throughout the year. Um, so that means that we have to grind our way all the way back up to Masters and whichever, whichever things we wanted to get done and get back up to our certain... Uh, certain ranks we have to do that again but um also right now we do have a new battle pass which has a scissor hollowware where he looks like a knight which is kind of cool um so that's the new battle pass we also have leafion on the way um if not already in the game uh, i believe that they were hinting at it during the the ev event um so once again if you guys want leafion go ahead and try to get it i know that there's like a free couple day pass um in the daily logins so make sure to go ahead and grab that if you want to take uh leafy on out for a test drive um they ever add in blaziken because i remember you mentioned that they were adding in blaziken yes so that's later uh, um we're supposed to get inteleon first um i think it goes after yeah after leafy i believe it's inteleon then blaziken um from what we know so far we'll see if there's anything else on the horizon they might always switch things up but those are the rumors for now. Um, but yeah, on top of that, um, on top of competitive season getting reset and players starting to play the new Battle Pass, um, the new thing that we want to point out is that the regional finals happened this weekend as well. Um, so if you were in any of the regions that's not North America, um, they had their region, uh, they had their regional finals, which pretty much determines who qualifies um, for their flight to japan for yokohama for worlds um which is one exciting but also like really high stakes gameplay um it's not just like last year it was just a tournament where um even teams that went through the competitive year had like you either had to win this tournament or you didn't qualify you didn't get in and 
we had that problem going into NA uh, where Team TTV um, lost in the quarterfinals, quarterfinals or semifinals um, to to one of the teams that ended up advancing to the first place, even though they've won the most tournaments um, throughout the season to get there. Um, but this year they they qualify with with points um, and they hopefully can move on forward. So uh, the main reason why I'm mentioning this is all the regional finals um, for all the other regions have been done this week. Uh, if you want to check out the competition, definitely take a look at uh, the competitive play. Um, that'll be a lot of fun. A lot of Lapras. Lapras is definitely a very popular pick. Uh, when it's not getting banned immediately, Zoro Arc also is a really popular pick, um, and has been uh, recently, at least in terms of like early game presence and just being an overall nuisance. So, um, very good. Um, so once again, uh, the winners of those regional finals were decided and will be getting their tickets to Yokohama, Japan. Uh, including myself, I will be in Yokohama, Japan to go ahead and see the grand finals for this. Um, now the big question is why not NA? Um, yeah, uh, the, 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 that's a, that's a good question. Why every place except for NA? Um, that is because NA is actually going to be played on a LAN. Um, it will be in Columbus, Ohio at the end of the month. And I will be flying out there to go and watch it live. Um, so, uh, Columbus, Ohio will have the North American, uh, it's called NAIC, the North American International Championships. Um, this is not only for Pokemon Unite, by the way. Um, NAIC is for also Pokemon VGC, Pokemon TCG, Pokemon Go, and Pokemon Unite. So all of the Pokemon like regional final stuff for North America will all be played on that weekend. Um, so yeah, that's exactly what's going down, and uh, a lot to a lot to look at. Um, very excited to go ahead and get all of this underway and to take a look at how the meta is going to shake up, especially moving into it. And um, if any of you guys are out there for Pokemon United, for, for Pokemon in general, if you want to say hi to me, um, I will be in a very dripped out Pikachu set. Um, I am working on getting the last pieces, but I will... I'll send Matt the preview stuff. It's not done yet, by the way. The... The 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 set is not done. This, this is just this is just a little glimpse of like what I'm working with. Okay, um, but when when the full drip is all together, I will I will definitely send you that picture as well. Um, let's the see if I can get drip. this. Yeah, it's it's actually, I'll I'll just show you the jacket, the interior, and the like. It's official Pokemon merchandise. It's not like. Oh, no, there's a yeah, like yeah, a yeah. cosplay you made. It's not a cosplay. Don't worry. It's like actual Pokemon. There we go. I'll send you send you those two. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm building around that right now. Um, uh, but yeah, that that's what we got for Pokemon Unite. Definitely, Ooh, that's a, a cool lot jacket. of it. It is a nice jacket. It's a very um, nice jacket. Um. Yeah, those are still in the Pokemon store, by the way. If you want to go pick one up, it's at I'm Pokemon so Center. Tempted. Um, I was I was initially turned off by the price tag of it, but like for the quality of the jacket, it's actually really good for its price, in my opinion. Um, it's got Pikachu's on the interior. Yeah, so this is the insulated one. So the insulated one has the design on the inside as well, and this one is. I think it's 120 for the jacket. Um okay, okay. but it's not just Pikachu only. They have other Pokemon as well. So uh I was looking at the Rayquaza one as well, and the Gengar one looks really nice too, but we gotta wait till they come back insulated um and in my size. So um yeah, though that's that's what I'm working with. I will definitely show everybody like full pictures once I get the whole set together. Um it's coming together quite well. Um Okay, so that wraps it up for Pokemon stuff. Let's talk about manga recommendations um, and manga releases. So um, in terms of manga recs, honestly, I've been really far behind on reading new stuff. Um, your boy is trying to play catch up with all of the other books that he has on the shelf. Um, so there's nothing new in terms of like series that I'm reading, but I am catching up on a ton of stuff. And if anything, I'm using this time to 
prep and get ready for the the wild season that we're about to have in terms of releases um and uh, all of that stuff um so let's go ahead and get started with the release week um this week um we we're supposed to have komi 25 uh, so komi can't communicate book 25 um call of the night 12 and rent a girlfriend 19 um if you guys are still following rent a girlfriend go ahead and do that same thing with call of the night very it, it won uh shonen of the year last year so definitely one to keep in mind um and komi i mean komi is komi if you if you like a really wholesome chill like manga to read komi can't communicate is just an amazing uh read to go through very quick too um you could you could get through a book in like one sitting but it's it's very nice all right um enough of me rambling about that let's get into next week so I'm saying that these next two weeks are what I would consider uh, the the manga hall's nightmare, where essentially all the books come out. <laughs> like you have to worry about books that you weren't ready to read, plus like books that you already knew you were ready to like pick up. Um, so for me, uh, the three that I am looking at is Alice in Borderland Six. Um, if you guys have watched the Netflix show, I like the books better than a Netflix show. Um, and it is once again, like it's a death game kind of, kind of dealio. Um, but this one's really well done. It's done by the same guy who wrote zombie 100, but with a way darker twist. It's been done in, in Japan already. They ended at volume 18. Um, our books in the States have are two in ones. So we're going to be getting nine volumes of Alice in Borderland. Um, and yeah, uh, book six comes out on the 20th. Um, the next one is Free Aaron 8. Um, if you guys are interested in Free Aaron, um, it is going to have an anime uh, adaptation pretty soon as well. Um, but it's it's a very melancholy, very, I would say, kind of, it, it's just a good lesson about like spending time with people while you have the time to do it. Um, so Free Aaron makes you want to go outside and hang out with your friends. Um, so the eighth book of that one is coming out. And then the last one that I have on my list is go, go loser ranger five. Um, if you guys wanted to hear like a twist of like the power Rangers, this is definitely a series that you want to pick up. Um, loser Rangers essentially flips the script of the, uh, the power Rangers being the good guys. Um, and you learn about what it's like to be the monsters who are constantly tortured. Um, and who are forced to put on a performance in order to entertain the the masses. Um, so yeah, that's what Loser Ranger 5 is. Um, yeah, uh, what I would say is uh, prep for next week as well. And if you don't want to prep, go to Barnes & Nobles. Uh, I already did my Barnes & Nobles run, and I've also found books that shouldn't have been released already. I already got my copy of Alice in Borderland 6. Um, from just walking into a Barnes and Noble. So, um, yeah, if you're if you're looking for a book, Barnes and Noble tends to stock them and then just throw them on the shelf. So, if you're looking for something, definitely get it. Um, my next manga recommendation will be one that's coming out. Um, that will be coming out next week. So hopefully, I can get that one read. It is kind of a big one. Um, so. It's a lot to lot to dissect and a lot to read. So uh, definitely taking my time with it. How behind did you say you are on reading manga? Oh, I, I got quite a bit. Uh, <laughs> so I've actually dedicated one whole row on my bookshelf of like stuff that I need to read. Um, so right now it's full, um, but I am reading a bunch of like different um I'm reading a bunch of different like variety of of manga. Um, I'm reading this one called uh, I think it's called Eniale. Um, and uh, what Spy Kamo Mishirohama. Uh, I'm about a year behind on the comic books that I have. Literally, I have a uh, year's worth of comic books just sitting that I haven't had the time. Or motivation to read yet which is a lot it's like boxes it's scary yeah it i i have box sets that i have to get through as well like i have 
so uh treating myself one day uh i ended up getting the naruto the the first naruto box set um and the first bleach box set um i need to get the first one piece uh box set too but i'm reading through those ones slowly because that's one of them that like i remember watching as a kid but never like sitting down and enjoying the whole story Mm -hmm. in one go um so i'm slowly getting through the big three that's going to be my mission hopefully to like Maybe not by the end of summer because summer camp is like seriously draining me and my time. Um, but at least to like enjoy a little bit of the stories and like figure out like why is this considered like the greatest thing and am I gonna pass this down to the next generation, so on and so forth. Yeah. Um oh the the one that I was reading, the the one that I picked up is a series called Eniale and Duela. Um it is written by Kamome Shirohama, who is the same person who drew um, Witch Hat Atelier. Um, I know it sounds like I'm spouting random French words, but it's not. <laughs> um, but it's about like a devil and an angel who work together to return a baby. Um, it's it's a very interesting story, but... It sounds uh, like um, Good Omens, except with they're not trying to kill the baby. <laughs> yeah. The, the cool thing about like, once again, like, Kamome's art is so detailed and I respect her for for doing it Um, but it's one of those ones where like when you look at one panel you're like this has no business being this detailed Um, and that's also the reason why it takes forever for for them to create and finish um, finish like a book but yeah the the thing I just sent you is like literally the first page of the book oh god there's so much there's so much texture in this image yeah she's really good at texturing um and it's like not even is so minute yeah but like imagine that but like a whole book like that's okay yeah, her no, whole this, this art will style. take a while to do yeah which is the reason why like i respect reading her stuff so much it's not only the art style but also like her style of paneling it's also really cool to see so mm-hmm. um would highly recommend if if you do like art i would recommend looking at kamamishirohama's work um and yeah it she she's working on witch hat right now which is also another great series but um that'll be for like another time or if you want to hear another review of that feel free to just hit me up uh, i will i will give you a detailed explanation of why i like it Is that it for us this week? Yeah, I think I think that's about it. I don't think that there's anything else that's too crazy that I need to go into. Um, if if anything, I'm just trying to I'm trying to save and be be a chill. Uh, just just trying to enjoy enjoy the books, enjoy the series um, while I can, and then catch up on all the other stuff that I got to do. So, uh, yeah, um, I guess. Overall, summer camp is stressful, but it is fun. Um, I don't. I I've never had another job where I can play video games and stomp fourteen year olds. Um, not figured, not not literally, but like in game. Um, uh, and yeah, just just let them have fun with it. Have like learn stuff from them as well. Um, and put on a good show. So I'm I'm glad that you know it would. We're working on it, and at least I have a couple more hands this year, so um, should be going a little bit more smoother heading down into like the next part of the month. But once again, we're only in week two. Hopefully, it will just become like second nature by the time it's like week three or four. I guess advice of the week: uh, do stuff that you want to do. Try to make time for for yourself. Um, I'm constantly trying to create more time for. I want to go after watching Spider Verse. I want to go back to playing Spider-Man on mm-hmm. on the PS4. Um it's not only because like one I left my entire audience hanging, but like <laughs> after watching back my Spider-Man, like I have I have a whole playlist called the Spider-Menace series by Kanashi and it's literally all of my like it's my PS4 run um of of the original Spider-Man game, but it's just me being like a terrible Spider-Man. It's like Hey, I say like there's this woman who's like getting jumped or something, and then my entire character's like, 
All right, pay up. <laughs> I, I, I'm done. Where am my tip? <laughs> it's just like it's like, expensive repairing those suits. I mean, come on. Yeah, and like I had, I remember on one of them, it's like, why do I help these people if all I do is get like roasted on a podcast? There's no reason for me to like, like, is this really worth everything that I do? Like, come on, man. Like Spider Man's a menace. Yeah, and yeah, that's why it's called uh, Kanashi Spider Menace. The playlist. Um, it's <laughs> it's just such a terrible. I'm such a terrible Spider-Man, but um, yeah, I, I definitely want to go back to it. I want to enjoy the game again, and um, I'm definitely thinking about returning back, um, but it's just a matter of just making time and having fun with it. So yeah, yeah we'll, we'll definitely think about it. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in with us this week. We will catch you next week, and hopefully there's not more multiverse movies out there because th- there's just too many. There's too many too many multi too many multi-grain buns and multi <laughs> multi everything on bagels well, if, you're, uh, if your movie didn't once. win an oscar for having hot dog fingers don't even try it yeah exactly <laughs> anyway thanks guys we will catch you next week and adios next week we bring you the latest news and stories from around the internet Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to us and rate us five stars on all your favorite podcast platforms. You can also follow us on all social media at TwigPod, that's T-W-I-G-P-O-D. And feel free to send us any questions, comments, or any suggestions of topics you'd like us to cover. If you'd like to advertise with our show, please contact our network at Believe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week in Geek. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.